This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, welcome everybody, welcome. Welcome, welcome, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. Thank you for joining us today on our show. Those of you on Apple, Spotify, and Megaphone, thank you, thank you, thank you everybody. Thanks for all the veterans that gave everything they have. This is what today is all about. It's all about remembering all the people that gave everything they had so that we can do this live in this great country of the United States of America and do all the cool things we get to do. I just want to make sure that all the veterans understand how important you are to all, to me and all of my friends and all of my followers. We want to tell everybody, thank you very, very much for every bit of sacrifice you've given. That's what today is all about. Those of you that don't know what Memorial day is all about. You think it's a day that you get to have another day off from school. It's way more than that, gang. It's way, way more than that. So once again, I want to thank everyone for the ultimate sacrifice. And I just want to take a moment to remember everybody that gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we can do these cool things that we get to do here every single day. So just a moment of silence, and then we'll get going with the show. All right, gang. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. I got a good show for you today. What we're going to try to do from now on on Mondays is we're going to bring in our guide, Justin, who's out on the water with uh, different members all the time. He's going to talk more about what he sees when he's out fishing. And uh, we're going to think we're going to try to bring that to you every Monday. I think it's going to bring a new aspect to the show. I mean, everyone loves listening to me talk and sharing what I know and what I'm doing, but Justin's coming at it from a different angle, and uh, he's down on his boat today fishing with his with his kids, with his boys down there, and uh, we're going to jump over there and bring Justin in, and we're going to welcome Justin to the show. Justin, can you hear us? I got you. How you doing? We're, we're doing great, man. Just very, very happy to be able to do this show today on uh, Memorial Day, Monday, and uh, one of your boys is about to jump over. He's had enough. He's going in. He's, he's good. He's, he can swim. Going in. They want to get a fish so bad so that they can have a fish while they're live here. So they're fishing yeah, they hard back there. Hopefully we get to see him catch a fish. But, hey, you've been out fishing last couple of weeks. What are you seeing out there on the water while you're out fishing? 
Yeah, so I'll start from the northern end of where I've been. I've been at Catalina. Um, the yellowtail are just starting to trickle in and bite. Um, there's a few spots, but if you can't find the current, you're not going to catch anything. There's also some uh, in the shallow waters on the front and back side. There's some halibut biting over there as well. And then if you move in, of course, the rockfish out in Catalina is pretty good as well right now. But if you move into shore over in the Long Beach area, the sculpin bite is phenomenal. It's wide open. All you want sculpin. Almost every single one of them is a keeper. Um, the rockfish, of course, is great over on the southeast bank. Um, the deeper you go in the southeast bank, the bigger the fish are. So I would suggest going 600 plus feet. If we move south further, um, I've been out of San Diego a little bit this year. Uh, well, recently, uh, the bluefin, there's a, there's a lot of bluefin out there. They're just scattered. They're not bunched up like they were last year. Um, they're scattered out everywhere. They're coming all the way from San Clemente Island near the 43, all the way down to Ensenada. So it's really hard to pinpoint exactly where to go. Um, there are a couple planes out there I've been in contact with that have seen a tonnage of fish. It's just real spotty right now. Yeah, you think that might have something to do with this miserable weather. We just can't get any consistent weather, I think. Yeah. That has a lot to do with it. On the, uh, on the temperature charts um, for the water temperature, there's also a big um, streak of warm water over near off of Dana Point that runs down south. That area is has some kelp hags, and there's actually a lot of yellowtail on them right now, and they're around two pounds. Okay. So, to me, it's kind of small. I'd like them to get a little bit bigger, but yeah, it's not that bad. No, two-pound yellowtail tastes great. They make phenomenal sushi. And like you say, you know what a two-pound yellowtail tastes like? Yellowtail. Yellowtail. All day long. Yep. All day long. All right. Well, you you got you got pretty lucky. Last, not last week and the weekend before, you were able to take one of the members out fishing, and you guys scored a bluefin and some yellowtail. And why don't you go over what that was like? Because you did something that I talk about all the time, and you explained it to our member and. He understood. So go into that. And tell me what was going on out there. Yeah. So um, first off, the number one thing is everyone stop fishing for boats. If you see a boat, go completely the opposite way. You're not going to catch anything there. Seriously, you're not going to catch anything. You're going to see someone else that's trying to catch a fish that you're not going to be able to catch. So go the other way. Um, we went out. Our target was bluefin. He wanted a bluefin. I knew the bluefin wasn't biting too well. But I know if we got into an area and we slowed down, we can actually find the fish. So as we were heading out to an area, um, we saw some kelp patties, picked up four yellowtail off the kelp patties, and went to the area. And the number one thing is keep your head on a swivel and slow down. You don't need to go fast. You're not gonna, you're gonna blow past fish and not even know they're there. You just need to slow, slow down not five knots, go about 15, 15 knots is good. And what we did is we went out there and we covered a lot of water. Um, I got extremely lucky. We got into a zone and I just looked the right way with binos, binoculars, and I seen a turn, a turn bird stop in midair, dive down and then flutter back up. And I knew it was on something. They don't do that for no reason whatsoever. 
So I turned the boat to go over there and I noticed that the turn was going to the left and I was actually heading to the left, but it was going pretty fast. The fish were moving really fast. I seen no fish. There's no fish on my uh, fish finder. Yeah, there's no fish on the pedometer. There's no fish on top of the water. All I saw was that one single bird. And then we trolled that Mad Mac right over that bird and immediately was picked up. And it was a really nice, great tuna. And of course, 100% reel in rate. So you you saw one single turn bird? One. one single turn. And it was about a half a mile out. And you turned the boat over there and drug your Mad Max underneath of them and you got bit. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's amazing. So there was there was no boats? No boats. No boats in sight anywhere. Let us make you, I think there was a cruise ship maybe 10, 15 miles out. That's it. So what you're trying to say is that what I preach on a daily basis every single day is stay away from all the boats actually works? Oh, yeah. And yeah, then don't like boats, just like Dave says. He preaches it to everybody. Bluefin do not like boats. If you see boats there, you're not going to see bluefin. Just get so away from them. You'll see. You'll see bluefin. The other thing was paying attention. It's super important to always pay attention and be head on the swivel, like you just said. You saw one turn bird, and it saved your whole day. It did. Just and that it, one bird saved my whole entire day. And we were and striking what, out. And we were at the bottom of the ninth too. It was in the evening time. We just got lucky to see one simple bird. It's because you were paying attention. Yeah. Yep. I, and having good binoculars as well. You have some good binos, you can see a lot further. And those birds look like they're right next to you when you have the good binoculars. And when we're talking about a turn bird, we're talking about a little tiny white bird. They're very, very small. They're very, very small. Yeah. And, uh, you didn't see a bunch. You saw one. And like, we've seen them throughout the day that were just flying by at a high rate of speed, one or two here and there. Um, They didn't look very appetizing to watch for. So Um, the one that I did see was kind of flying slower. And then when I seen it dip down, that's when I knew exactly turn that way. Yeah, that's pretty rad because you saw them looking at something. That's the thing about those turn birds. They're not just flying nilly willy around when they stop and start to hover over they're looking at a fish they're not looking at bait they stop and they hover right over the top of that fish and that was good that you had your head on a swivel because you just made that guy's whole life he's so happy today yeah that is phenomenal um oh the other i'm gonna recommend something to everybody so i would if you're gonna go out after these bluefin i keep my drag pretty tight um reeling these fish in and like Davis told everyone, we drag the fish, okay? So our, our drag is extremely tight. We want to get them in and get our lines back out so we can get another one. We're not going to play with the fish for an hour. This fish, I think, took 20 minutes max to bring in. It wasn't very long. But um, we want to bring them in right away. So what I did notice out there is you need to make sure that the bottom of your um, rod holder is secured and doesn't have just the wood screws in it. You have to have something at the bottom of it to actually hold it and secure it. Otherwise, it will pull out of the side of the gunnel. Guaranteed. You had that happen to you, right? Yeah. It, what, the one side, it ripped out. It, he's going to have to repair it.
So what Justin's saying is through bolt them, put, put, take out those wood screws or however you have your rod holders put in on your boat, pull those screws out, put a bolt in there, put a nut and a washer on the other side, because like we talk about all the time, gang, we're actually, we're actually, um, dragging these fish with the boat and catching them with the boat. And I just put together a whole, a whole bunch of videos about how we do that and how important it is. Now, I know a lot of you want to catch as many as you possibly can. But when we're out on our private boats, we need that one. That's a daymaker. And one bluefin will feed the whole family for a couple of weeks, plus your friends, because bluefin are terrible cooked. So you're going to eat it raw. You don't need a whole bunch of them, but you do need the one. So we're going to do the 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 drag them up, use the boat to catch them, rod in the rod holder, tapping the boat in and out of gear, keeping them headed towards us the whole time. Because when you do that, the fish can never get into the death circle. Now, I want you to listen to this from Justin. Don't I know you guys listen to me all the time. But Justin was very, very successful last year. Hook up to land ratio, Justin. Blow their minds because they're not going to understand this. So last year, um, every trip we went out, we hooked up. I, I don't know how many fish we got. I think we had 60 or something in July or something like that. And in August, September got better. Um, but we landed 100% of them. We didn't lose a single fish. That's pretty amazing. And it's because of the drag. It's because of the heavy drag on the reel and also from dragging the fish and catching it with the boat. What a lot of people don't understand, Justin, is when you tap that boat into gear and then take it out of gear, when you're tapping it into gear, it's just like pulling up on the rod. You're actually raising the rod up. And when you take the boat out of gear, it's like dropping the rod. But you never have to move the rod. The rod is in the rod holder. When Justin taps it into gear, the rod will bend a lot. And then he takes it out of gear and he screams, whine, whine, whine. He's not screaming, whine, 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 because he has a bunch of extra words. He's screaming, whine, 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 because that fish, and I don't know if any of you have ever even seen a fish, but if you see one, they look like a football. So when you're dragging them through the water and then you stop for a second, the forward momentum of that fish, he's still going to be traveling forward. You need to wind the slack out. And the way that I teach and the way that I did it for so long, because we can tell if you're winding fast enough that you're keeping the slack out of the line. As soon as you don't wind, we put the boat back into gear and put the pressure back on the fish. Because the very last thing you want to do is keep any slack at all. Because the moment that fish gets a little bit of slack, he's going to shake his head and try to get that Mad Max, the rubber flying fish or the dead flyer. He wants to get that hook out of his face. But as long as it's in gear, you can't get it out of his face. Is that kind of what you see every time? Yeah, that's 100% every single time. And the other thing is, is so the captain of the boat um, has a big job. The guy on the reel, all he has to do is turn the reel, turn the handle, Randall. That's all you got to do. The captain, once he sees that rod tip start to come up just a little bit, little bit of throttle, just put it in the gear, drag the fish again. You're going to see that rod just bend right over again. As long as you keep that rod bent, you can bring that fish in. And a lot of you think 
that it makes you a much better human to grab that rod out of the rod holder and put the harness on and fight that fish for an hour, two hours, three hours, and the fish is in that circle. And then nothing good's happening when the fish is in the circle because every time he's in that circle, that line is going back and forth across his teeth. And bluefin have pretty sharp teeth, and it starts to wear away the line. None of that is good. And besides that, I mean, I'm perfectly honest, and this is going to offend a lot of people. But you know what? All your friends that you go to the bar and tell them about your big fish you caught or everywhere you go at work and all the people you're telling about, all they want to see is the picture of you holding it up by the tail. Nobody really cares about this long story where you fought the thing for hours and hours. Like Justin just told you, 20 minutes. That's what we catch. The average fish takes 20 minutes. We don't spend a lot of time doing it because we want to get the Mad Mac back out in the water or we want to get the flyer back out in the water and go catch another one. So we constantly are using that boat to catch the fish. Now, we talked about that bluefin. And uh, one thing that a lot of you probably don't understand that are listening to the show and stuff, Justin works as a private, he has his own boat. You're looking at it right now. Those of you on Spotify and Apple, you're not seeing what we're seeing, but Justin has his own charter boat. He takes people out on, but also he's got, he's a licensed guide that will come with you on your boat. And remember what I just said, licensed guide, because there's a lot of guides out there that are not licensed. Licensed guide, doing it the legal way, comes with you on your boat and shows you how to fish on your boat and you've had quite, you've been quite successful in the last month or so taking people out on their boats, right? Yeah, I've been extremely successful. Every every trip we're catching stuff. Um, every actually every trip, knock on wood, is uh, we're getting the target species. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? Because it's it's not that you're the greatest fisherman in the world. It's because you're following a simple plan that was uh, yeah. brought out from someone who gets to fish for a living for 48 years and put together a pretty simple plan, right? And if you follow the plan, what happens? You catch fish every time. It's not that hard, right? The hardest thing is what? Uh, the hardest the yeah. What's that? Following the plan. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you see boat. I see it everywhere. One, one thing I hate is when people follow me. I just don't like people following me because there's so many fish out there. You just got to follow the plan. I I normally go out with three or four plans, three three or four game plans or three or four different spots. I'll go to the first spot. If there's if there's even one boat there, I go to the next spot. If there's another boat there, I'll go to the next spot. And eventually I'm going to find a spot that doesn't have anyone. So like this yeah. weekend at Catalina, there's a ton of people there. Ton, and it just wasn't for me. Right. Well, and also what happens on like this weekend, if there's anybody out there that's actually catching fish, all the other boats are going to come fish right around. Them. Yeah. All the cell boats will drive right next to you, tangle up your lines for you. Oh, yeah. It's it's a poop and, show. And Todd, my good buddy Todd Manser's on here. And Todd, you can text me or you can call me or whatever. But Todd will tell you, it's the most craziest thing we've ever seen. These uh, sailboats. They're not trying to get in our way. They just, I don't know if, what it is, but when they see a boat anchored up, there's a burning desire to get as close as you possibly can. 
The sailboat wants to sail right off the back of your boat or right off the front of your boat where they, I don't even know how they miss the anchor line, but they do. And then if they come off your stern, they get to catch everybody's lines and then everybody's hooked up to a big whopper sailboat. It's crazy, right? And there goes all your line. <laughs> Talking about Todd Manser, he did really good with halibut the other day. He had a little, little guy on his boat, charter the boardroom. He had a young man on there. Got three legal halibut in a row. He was like on fire. Travis would cast his line out, hand him the rod, hook up. Three legal halibut. I think he caught five halibut, but three of them were legal, one after the other, right in a row at Catalina. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. No. So, your charter boat, yes. you guys are getting booked up pretty good. There's a lot of people on here that probably would love to have an opportunity to come fishing with you on your charter boat. How do they get a hold of you? Where's your website? What do you got going on? So my website's bowlinesportfishing.com. Um, right now I am booked up through June. Um, I have some spots available in July, August, and September. And then October is going to be starting the lobster season. We do that as well. We do extremely well with that. And then my phone number is 951 951- 703-9442. And I'll also come out on your boat, um, teach you how I fish, how Dave fishes, and uh, I'll show you how to use your electronics, how to even drive your boat if you need me to show you how to drive your boat. Um, everything you can think of to do with your boat, I can teach you on your boat. And what I'll do right now is if you book me today, I, like I said, I don't have anything until July, August, and September. Um, oh, look at that. We caught a fish. Oh, you got one? Oh. <laughs> here, bring it over here. Come on. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this guy right here. Yeah, he's famous. He's been on a lot of my videos. He's very famous. How to clean a lobster, right there. This is Rylan. Everyone Hi. seen Hold this up video. Chris, Rylan. Hold him up. Hold him up. Big Take whopper. Uh oh, it's on the deck. <laughs> Woo! Jack smell. Nice. Good job, my man. Thank you for catching a fish during the show. That's rad. Even even Marley likes that. Look oh, Marley oh and, and look at this. Check out that shirt. Pretty good-looking go. shirt, young man. That's a pretty good-looking shirt. Yeah. All right. Sorry that fish interrupted you. Go back to what you were just saying. So um, if you book me today... Uh, actually, I'll give it until tomorrow. Today is Mother's or Mother's Day, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everyone! Oh, sorry, you can keep it. Okay. Um, <laughs> my four-year-old, he wants to keep it. Yeah, nothing better so, um, than Jack smell. Yeah, if you book me into by tomorrow, I'll do a uh, six hundred dollars. I'll come out on your boat for the day. We'll go fishing. And. uh also, one more thing. If we're going to go for tuna, we don't have to leave early, early in the morning, okay? These fish are biting in the afternoon, just so you know. Right. They're not biting first thing in the morning. So 3, 4 o'clock, and 5 o'clock in the morning, you don't need to leave. I normally well, what leave. I would, What's that? What I would say, though, is to take Justin up on this offer game. You want to go learn how to fish Catalina. You want to go learn how to fish the 150. You want to go learn how to fish the coast or fish Catalina. Yep. Anybody that pays attention offshore can catch fish. There's not a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to rip down some covers here. Very true. There's not a lot of talent involved. It's about paying attention. Don't get me wrong. And it's about dragging 
the fish and all that. But you want to learn how to fish the island. You want to learn how to take your kids, your wife, your friends fishing on your boat where they can catch fish and actually have a good time. Take them up on learning how to fish Catalina or San Clemente Island or fish the coast even so you don't have to burn a phenomenal amount of fuel to go fishing. Take your time and uh, take advantage of Justin offering to go. You're offering to go with these guys in July, the busiest time of the year, and you're going to give them a discount? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. (laughs) I can guarantee you, though, I will probably be booked up in July by the end of the day today. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Last time we had Justin on the show game, just so you understand, and we're not trying to pump this up or make it all something that it isn't, but Justin and uh, Sonny were on the show a month ago, and between the two of them, they booked 23 trips that day. So if you're thinking, you're sitting on the fence, you have your own private boat, you want to be successful when you go out on your boat, you may want to take Justin up on this right now. You may want to take him up. So yeah, just go ahead and give me a call. I'll put my number on the uh, call. Elliot put, it, Elliot put it up on the screen, Justin. Oh, Elliot's okay. helping us right now. Oh, okay. So, gang, Thank you, I don't know. I, I wouldn't give that deal in July, Justin, but that's me. That's why people don't like me. <laughs> But yeah, gang, you want to take advantage of that. And Justin, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of your show on Discovery or whatever. But Marley has not been, he has not been feeling good for four days. He hears your voice. He's running around the cage. He's up in his little tree house up on the top. I don't know. Maybe it's because of your <laughs> show. It just means and I need to come down there and see him. Absolutely. Justin's the reason why I have this little monkey Justin had a TV show on Discovery for a while. He's he's a big time reptile hunter. He's he any kind of snake I find, I can run it over with my car, take a picture of it on the ground. Justin knows exactly what it is. And uh, you turned me and Kelly on to a really fun trip when we were down in Florida. And I can't thank you enough for that. We had so much fun on the airboat and the zoo and the whole thing down there at your buddy's place. That was insane. That's a lot of fun seeing all the alligators oh yeah and all the cool stuff and going on the air airboat and doing all that it was just insane it was so fun i had such a good time and uh dang if you haven't seen what justin did in his other life he was the venom hunter right yeah i had a show on discovery channel called venom hunters and i was uh, one of the main main guys on there it was pretty cool it was a lot of work, though. I'll tell you what. Everyone wants to have their 15 minutes of fame on TV. A lot of work. Just to make 15 minutes of video, you're looking about two weeks straight of 12 to 16 hours a day. It's pretty crazy. Wow, that's incredible. That's just for 15 minutes on, on TV. Well, yeah, cue ball. Yep, that is Justin Botrell. He's the man. Cue ball said he recognized you from the show. Yep, that's him. Oh, yeah. He's the man. But uh, Justin started his career working on the boats back when he was a kid, back when I was young and dumb. And Justin used to go fishing with me, gosh, in the 80s, 90s. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Long it was my first job, my first job ever. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then here you are now. Got I know. a hand, handful of children and a beautiful charter boat. And 
He makes a lot of really cool videos too, gang. You can check out all his stuff over on his channel. And is your channel Justin Botrell or do you have a business channel? Um, it's Justin Botrell. Okay. Yeah. And they can check out your boat over there on there. Also, they can check out your boat on my website at yoursaltwaterguide.com. You can check out everything we got going on. I did a great, Justin gave me a great tour of his boat and I put it up on the website and you go check all that out. And, uh, yeah, on your saltwater guide, not only will you get the spots and reports, up to date reports, um, I'm on there as well. You'll see me as well. Yeah, I would suggest everyone. Okay, Justin's gone for a minute. He's doing trying to do this on the back of his boat on his uh, telephone. So we're going to lose for a second. He's back up again. But gang, what I want to tell you is over on my website, Justin's constantly updating everybody. Besides all the other members over on our website, we have a community that we built just for everybody. And this community is all members of the website sharing what they're doing out on the water, what they're catching, how they're catching it, where they're catching it at. Justin's one of the main contributors to that. And he's constantly answering questions for everybody about what he's doing. He's sharing the GPS numbers with you. He's even sharing bait with members. He's just constantly trying to help like I'm trying to help. If you haven't seen our website or been over there, Grab right. that QR code we have thrown up here on the show right now. And another thing, gang, Memorial Day weekend, and I've been talking about this for a while, War Heroes on Water is a super self and a lot of the people, and you listen to Tito Ortiz talking about it on Friday on our show. War Heroes on Water, near and dear to my heart. It's super important to me, and I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to get involved with War Heroes on Water. So if you can type in War Heroes on Water on your phone or on your iPad, go check it out. We constantly need donations. We need all kinds of help for War Heroes on Water, boats. We need uh, lots of volunteers, lots of different things. We have our big tournament in September. You can see everything that you need to see at War Heroes on Water. You see the little emblem up there in the top right corner above Justin. War Heroes on Water, super near and dear to me, super big in my heart. I talk about it all the time. I'm wearing the shirt today. And uh, make sure that you go and you check out War Heroes on Water, especially today on Memorial Day. It's super important to me. So back to what we were talking about, Justin. When you yeah. come out with them on their boat, what are you doing? Are you bringing stuff so that they can be successful when they go fishing? Or are you leaving it up to them to have stuff that makes it so you can catch fish? So I leave it all up to you. No, I'm just kidding. So I come out there and before I even go on your boat, I'm going to ask you a hundred questions. You're probably going to get annoyed with me, but I want to make sure that you have the proper gear before we go out to catch whatever you want to go for. Um, if you don't have it, I'm going to bring it and show you what I'm using um either way i'm going to bring at least one maybe two rods or if you need more i'll bring more for you um i'll bring hooks lures everything you can think of i'll bring it so they don't have to have anything i would prefer them have have stuff but if they don't have what we need i will bring it for you and what wouldn't you say it's super important for them to stop spending money Stop spending money on stuff you don't need. You have no idea what you're going to need. 
Yes. Stop 100%. Yeah, people buy stuff that I look at and I'm like, you're never going to use it. I don't know if it pisses them off or not, but seriously, you're never going to use that ever. Yeah, it just blows my mind the amount of money people spend on stuff that they have no idea what they're doing. They go in and they see the pretty pink things or the pretty blue things and they buy a bunch of those and then it's like, what do you got those for? And yeah. uh, they don't really know. They Their plumber's aunt, uncle's mother told them that that's what she caught fish on in Louisiana in the river. So then the, they got to have a whole bunch of it. Yeah. So I got a perfect example for you. It's right behind the computer. Hold on one second. I'm going to show you something really funny. Yeah, go ahead. Gang, I want to thank you all for watching us today. I know it takes a lot out of your day. It's Memorial Day weekend, but thanks for watching. Go ahead, show us. So I had one of my boat neighbors that's a few slips down. He comes up to me and says, hey, you ever use this? It works out really good. Uh -huh. What? <laughs> no, I don't ever use that. Man, you got to use it. You got to use it. I said, No. Why would I ever use this? It doesn't do anything at all. This is fish oil to attract your money. Go and spend all your money on this if you want. You're never going to catch anything on it. It's really funny. You got to dip no, your bait here. <laughs> we had a... Remind me not to ever buy stupid stuff. <laughs> we had a um, show a couple weeks ago about that, talking about that scent stuff and the oils and all that stuff. And I know I'm not a fish, but I dive a lot and I never smell garlic. Or I, never, I never see oil oozing out of a fish down there. I just, I don't see it. Maybe it happened somewhere, but I think you would have caught that fish regardless of if you have that oil on there or not. But what happens is People are always trying to look for an advantage. The number one advantage I can tell you is to pay attention and to stop fishing for boats. But that fish oil, all that stuff is a gimmick to catch you. And I'm sorry if you make fish oil for a living or you sell scented stuff for a living. I'm sorry. I'm just pulling down your covers. I'm just saying. And I know, I know, I know your sister's aunt's brother caught a fish with some scented stuff on it once. I promise you, I've been fishing for a living for 48 years, and I fish 200 days a year for probably 30 of those years. And uh, I never put any of that on anything I used. And if you look at any of the sport boat captains that fish every day for a living, you don't see them going, hey, stop, hold on a second. Let me pour <laughs> some of that oil on my lure before I throw it out there. It's not happening. I'm sorry if that's how you do it. But you'd probably be more successful if you fish naturally with the stuff that the fish are eating. Don't win the day, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to bite it no matter what. It doesn't matter if there's fish oil on it. If you run a lure across the face of a fish, they're going to grab it in reaction. Not because it smells like fish oil. Right. Exactly. Um, so. Oh, you know what? You know what's crazy, too? While I have you on here? So we're out here on the back of the boat. And I throw in a bunch of chum. Well, chum, I take um, anchovy sardines. I chop them all up and smash them. Throw them out there and attract all the uh, all the bait fish, mackerel. Um, I just see and smell. You dump this in the water, watch them all go bye-bye. For some nice. reason. So what it is, they're gone. They're gone. I, I did a little experiment yesterday. And they're gone. They all leave. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. 
Michael Morrison, thank you very much. Listen to this. I got a great story for you, Justin. You're going to love this. So everyone that knows me for any amount of time knows I used to run a yacht called the Wild and Sack in Dana Point. I've been fishing that hoop net lobster thing at a very high level for a very, very long time. My wife's got the biggest lobster ever caught in the state of California. We are very, very successful doing it for a living every single day. I took my boss out on his very, the owner of the Wild and Sack, for his very first hoop net trip ever. We went on uh, the opening weekend of lobster fishing, like 2014, 2013, something like that. And we had two-day permits, and we had seven people on the our three-day permits, and we had seven people on the boat, and we ended up with 96 legal lobsters, okay? The next trip we went, now listen, that would be phenomenal for anybody anywhere on the planet. That would be a phenomenal lobster trip. The next trip, I guess he was hanging out in a bar talking to a plumber or somebody, and he, he he came out with two giant cans of WD-40. And he said, we need to use this WD-40. My aunt's plumber's mother's plumber told us that we need to use WD-40. And he took my beautiful tubes that I invented, that I came up with. And I know you already knew all about them before, but I came up with this thing a long time ago. Him, and he took them and he coated them in WD-40. He put so much WD-40 on them that I ended up having to throw them in the trash. Yep. And we put those hoop nets down in the exact same place that I had been knocking the Jesus out of them. And all of a sudden, we caught no lobsters that night. Until about the fourth or fifth set, I found two tubes that were not polluted with WD-40, and we put those in one of the hoop nets, and we ended up catching 13 lobsters in two nets that night, the ones that didn't have the WD-40. What I try to tell you, gang, don't try to reinvent this crap. Believe me, I've done everything you could possibly do wrong in my personal life and in my fishing life. And when I tell you about something, it's because I already know that it works because I did everything dumb you could possibly do. I did it, the dumbest stuff you could possibly do. And I'm trying to tell you that oil is going to keep all the good stuff away. Now, I know you can throw that in in a wide open bite on the albacore or the bluefin or the yellowfin and you got a bite. But don't put that crap on there. Do you got a similar story, something like that? Justin? Yeah. Oh, So actually, I just thought of this. Talking about lobsters, I made a YouTube video uh, the beginning of this year, and we caught over 120 lobsters, I think it was. Oh, I was an experiment of what works and what doesn't. And we used fish oil. We used all different kinds of meat. We even used salmon heads. We used chunk salmon. And the best thing, the absolute best thing was sardines. Fresh sardines, not frozen, fresh. Live, fresh, cut them up, throw them in there. You're good. Yep, that's, I got a video about that, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Over on the website, yep. Yes. 
Gang, there's nowhere that you can go and get all the spots and get all the tips and all the things to be successful. Who in their right mind, Justin, would give you their lobster spots? Yeah, Where's no that? one. <laughs> Nobody. You can gather them up at your saltwater guide. We have over 50 spots to catch lobsters at your saltwater guide. You can go over there and get them. Plus, during the season, with the help of Justin and our other members, I put together a well-defined game plan every weekend. So when you go out on your private boat, you have a really good chance of catching some lobsters. Are you going to catch limits every time? No, because nobody can guarantee you that. But at least you're going to get some lobsters to take home. And Susie, she's asking if we're down in Florida. No, we're on the West Coast. I live in Cabo San Lucas. Justin's up in Long Beach Harbor right now, hanging out on the back of his boat. You can see that. Beautiful gray sky. That's what they have in beautiful, sunny Southern California. Yeah. For the last four weeks, it's been gray, gray. So you were down in the harbor the other day. You sent me some picture, or no, your your neighbor of those big calico bass. Were you able to find those the last couple of days while you were cruising around the harbor? No, I didn't find them at all. And normally we have a school of bonita. Normally we have a school of bonita and barracuda that come through here too, and just all vanished. My boat neighbor sent me a, the pictures of all of the schools of calicos. It's really cool. There's some opali mixed in as well. No, it looked cool. The picture you sent me, that was like, yeah. wow, look at those things. They're all big whopper calicos cruising around yeah. looking for a place to spawn. Yeah, it was really nice. I showed that to Kelly and she was so, she's like, we got to get back up there and go calico bass fishing. We got to get a hold of our buddy Todd and see if he'll take us fishing. Yeah, they're spawning right now. Now's the time. Now is definitely the time. And man, can you imagine how good it's going to be if we ever get any sunshine in SoCal? Oh. Doesn't look like it. But if we do, the fishing's going to be insane. Wide open. Wide it's gonna open. Be, it's going to be pretty good now. Yesterday over at Catalina, a couple of our members had some pretty fun fishing over there. They had some good halibut fishing and some good sea bass fishing. But they had they were telling me they had a phenomenal amount of boats around them. That's for sure. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, we week. were actually planning on going to Catalina for the yellowtail bite um this weekend but we decided you know it's taking the kids and the family out there with all the other boats our chance of landing a fish is slim to none so it's not worth it so we todd stayed here Bought fish todd manser just jumped on here again he said they had great fishing saturday at, Cat at catalina or no calicos and sand bass because they had live anchovies at the bait barge in dana point oh, jeff man. Jeff, that works the bait barge in Dana Point, the manager, told me to let you know he's got mixed sardine anchovy mix right now. It might be something worth going and checking out. Thanks, Todd, for that. And uh, Justin wanted to say hi to you. You jumped off before. but Justin, Yeah, Todd's the man. Cool. Cue ball. Yeah. A charter out of uh, 22nd Street Landing, but Todd runs out of uh, Dana, Dana Point. He has a very, very nice boat as well. He does the six packs. Yep, the boardroom. It's bitch, and you can check it out. Type it into your phone or type it into your iPad or your laptop and go look. It's uh, boardroom sport fishing out of Dana Point Harbor. Todd Manser, he's like a super duper legend in the industry. And uh, he's been on our podcast a couple times, some of the most watched 
episodes. Nothing like yours, though. You and you and uh, Sonny have the very most watched episodes so far. Oh, really? oh yeah, That's it's awesome. mind-boggling. You guys got have so many calls from that, huh? We got a ton of calls from that. Crazy, um, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. People go, "Oh, that Dave Hansen." Oh, well, I don't know. I get 30 million views a month right now. 30 million views a month. That's a big number. Yeah. That is a big number. Okay, Q-Ball asks, what do I think about Albacore this year? I, if there's ever a year where there's a possibility of there being Albacore in Southern California, this would be the year. The water's cold. The water's purple on the outside. It's super clean. It looks really, really good. And something that a lot of people don't understand because we've been spoiled here in Southern California for the last few years. We didn't even start really fishing. And Todd will tell you, he's on here. We didn't really even start fishing for fish until July. We would have the barracuda show up along the coast. There'd be a little bit of yellowtail under the kelps, stuff like that. And then around the time they lit off the fireworks, that's when tuna fishing started. That's when we started albacore fishing. That's when the boats went out of tuna fishing. So for people to panic right now because nothing's happening, I think we're back into a normal California Southern California cycle where, yeah, it's gloomy, it's cold, it's, wind won't stop blowing. 1983, the biggest El Nino we've ever had in Southern California, 83 was just like this, dude. Great May gray, June gloom, and then middle of July, it just went absolutely bananas. The water went from 61 to 62 to 81, 82. We had full-speed yellowfin tuna fishing out of Dana Point, fishing next to all the long-range boats. So I think everybody just needs to quit panicking. Take what you're getting right now. Take the rockfish, the sculpin, the calcabass, and enjoy that and get ready for what I believe is going to be an incredible season in yeah. the middle of July. Yeah, it's going to be a phenomenal year, guaranteed this year. Look at the halibut already. That's unreal. Last year we've seen Dorado. This year, halibut or wide open, crazy, crazy, 20-plus pound halibut, all you want. Yeah, Todd Manser, when was the last time you took someone out and they caught three legal halibut on three baits? <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen, gang. This halibut is historic. We've never seen anything like Todd and I. We've been out here on this water in Southern California. I don't ever remember it. Tom, Todd says a long time. You don't remember it either, Todd. <laughs> we don't remember much about a long time ago, except that we were both there. Thank God they didn't have videos back then and cameras. But... Um, it's an historic year again, this halibut thing. The amount of yellowtail already on kelp patties and the stuff that Justin's been seeing offshore and onshore and all over the place. It is apps. I know Coral Sea had 41 legal halibut yesterday. At crazy. The so crazy. 41 legal halibut. Come on. That's insane. How many did they lose? Right. Getting that many? Jeez. And it's not just one area. It's everywhere. It's at Clemente. It's at San Nick. It's at the Channel Islands. It's on the coast. It's yeah. all over the place. If you spent the time getting some spots together and going out there and actually spending the time fishing halibut, you got a really good chance of catching a halibut. 
I think. Yes, you do. I think you do. So one more time, because we got a lot of people jump back on here, Justin, and we're going to wrap this thing up because it is Memorial Day weekend. And to let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, how they can get you to be a guide on their boat, give you a call today, and then tomorrow the great, the great uh, promotion you're doing is going to go away. Yeah, so go to bowlinesportfishing.com. You can reach me there, or you can call me at 951-703-9442. And uh, promotion is until tomorrow, you have until tomorrow, uh, $600, I'll come out on your boat and uh, guide you. I am a 100% licensed guide with Department of Fish and Game. There's only a handful of us around in Southern California. So yeah, you have until tomorrow, give me a call. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for being a part of the show today, gang. I hope you enjoyed the, the special guest, Justin, coming in here. We're going to bring him back in again next weekend. Do you have any trips this coming week? You're going to be out fishing? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, I'm I'm booked up. Um, booked up this month in June. I have okay. a Catalina trip, a Catalina trip, a local trip, and then another Catalina trip. Oh, perfect. So you're going to have some stuff to talk about next Monday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. I look forward to you being on the show with us next Monday. I hope everybody joins us. And uh, don't forget this week on Friday, we're bringing in Rick Maxa from uh, Let's Talk Hookup and Fisherman's Landing Tackle Store. He's part owner of Fisherman's Landing Tackle, and he's guest with Pete Gray on Let's Talk Hookup every Saturday and Sunday morning on 1090 Sports Talk Radio. He'll be our special guest on Friday. You don't want to miss that show. Gang, if you have anything you want to know about tackle-wise, that's going to be the show to really pay attention to. He'll be live with us on Friday. And then tomorrow, the rest of the week, we'll just be doing our normal thing. And uh, we'll see if there's anybody that wants to come in and be a special guest during the week. And then Todd Manser, don't forget Todd. We love you, Todd. Boardroom Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Todd's always there for us. He's constantly letting me know what's going out on the water. He helps Justin and I tremendously. He's a wealth of knowledge, and he never lets us down. He answers the phone whenever I call. So thank you, Todd Manser, very, very much. Kim and Dan, hello, hello. And Justin, Dan, and Kim, say hi. Hey, how are you? And uh, we're going to jump off of here, gang. Thank you very much for joining us. Justin, thanks for taking time out of your little vacation with the kids. Yeah, thank you very much. Rylan. Bye. Rylan, thanks for catching that jack smell on the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. All right. Thank you, See you guys later. Bye. Yeah. All right, gang. Thank you. That was cool of Justin to join us. And thank you, everybody. Spotify, Apple, Megaphone. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere that you see us. Thank you very much for watching us. Thank you for all the views. I am blown away as usual every single day. It blows my mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.